0: Our second scripture lesson comes from the book of Deuteronomy. It is from the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. There are actually three different times the Ten Commandments pop up in the Old Testament. You have the first when Moses receives the Ten Commandments from God on Mount Sinai in Exodus. And then this is another instance in Deuteronomy as they explain the law to the people. So listen for a word from God from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter or your male or female or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident alien in your towns so that the male and female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are the God that gives us rest, hope, and wisdom. We pray this all in your name. Amen. The town where I did my undergraduate schooling was tiny. About 7,000 people located in rural Iowa in the middle of nowhere. I learned more about corn that year than I have in any other point in my life. The closest McDonald's was 25 minutes away. It truly was a sleepy little farm town. But on Sundays, that sleepy farm town pretty much became non-existent even though 99% of the people who went there attended church, and so all businesses shut down. Grocery stores closed, so if you were having a big family dinner, hopefully you got all your shopping done on Saturday. If you went for a run, especially before noon, prepared to have some judgmental looks cast your way. And if you mowed your lawn on a Sunday, prepare to get a letter from the city. I think the town was trying to be faithful to this Sabbath command, but I think that they might have gotten it wrong. Because Sabbath isn't merely just refraining from work. Jesus constantly pushes back on this idea. He is constantly breaking the cultural rules that his whole community follows regarding the Sabbath. When him and his disciples are hungry, they pick grain heads to eat. Jesus heals a man with a withered hand. He heals a woman who has been crippled by a spirit. He heals a man who's been ill for 38 years. All these he does on the Sabbath and is criticized for, is questioned. But Jesus points us to the deeper meaning of Sabbath. Jesus points us to the fact that Sabbath means life not death that sabbath is first and ultimately a gift from god that sabbath is reconnecting and realigning ourselves with god's love and god's redemption that when we come to sabbath we can center ourselves on those two most important commandments to love god and to love others when we take time to pause from the daily grind of life and remember remember God's redemption in our lives, that we are God's people, that God has an intimate calling for each one of us. And when we remember that, how much better can we love God and love others? A favorite movie of mine is called Stranger Than Fiction. It's a drama starring Will Ferrell, who is an IRS employee who has his life perfectly scheduled. Perfectly scheduled until he begins to hear this ethereal, omniscient voice narrating his life, but only he can hear it. At the beginning of the movie, the narrator explains, Every weekday, for nine years, Harold would start his day and tie his his tie in a single Windsor knot, thus saving him 47 seconds from dying the double or not, even though it made his neck look a bit fat. Harold would run at a rate of 57 steps per block for six blocks so he could perfectly catch the 817 bus. Harold used his watch to dictate his life to the most minute detail to be as efficient as possible. And it's not until he begins to hear this narrator's voice that his schedule and his life completely change. He's shocked out of the efficiency of his perfectly timed life, and he gets to know himself better, and he gets to see people better. This is what Sabbath does. It shocks us out of the maddening rat race of life, to illuminate who we truly are. And I admit I fall victim to the sin and the golden calf of efficiency. I deeply identify with Harold. I want to structure my life in every way possible. I want even my relaxing to be as efficient as possible. If I'm watching TV, I'm also going to get phone time in cuz that way I'm getting two relax relaxations at the same time. It's all about being efficient. But Sabbath calls us to disrupt this idea to always be working, to always be eye on the prize that our worth is only wrapped up in what we produce. And instead, come back to the reality, the truth, capital T truth, that our worth is being sons and daughters and children of the Lord God Most High. And that is very very difficult almost impossible to remember in the chaos of our life to remember that we're deeply loved by God to remember that just as the commandment reminds us to do on the sabbath reminds us that God has liberated the Israelites from Egypt and God has liberated us from the burden and guilt and shame of sin and is calling us towards redemption But if we don't have Sabbath to remember that, a time set apart, something holy to recall this truth, then we spiral and we get caught in the chains of busyness, the chains of becoming someone whose identity is only found in their job or their position in life or how much they've done that day. And church, those are heavy, heavy chains to bear. This practice of Sabbath distinguished the Israelites from all other cultures around them. As far as archaeological records show, there's no other ancient Near Eastern culture that had a full day set apart to not work and worship God. It truly set them apart. It was weird, but it was an example of how to be faithful people. And I wonder if we still have that opportunity today. Because I don't think life makes it easy or common to set aside days or even hours or even minutes or even seconds to rest, to not work, and to come to God and taste God's love. But what a witness, what a testimony, what an example it would be for the world if we told them that there is time in your week to spend time with God who loves you intimately, that God has redeemed you, and spending time with God in prayer or study, that that will be something good, that is a gift in your life, and then what if we told people that and then we actually did it? I was recently watching an interview with actor Hugh Jackman, And he was asked, you know, you've worked on several movies with legendary actor Patrick Stewart. Did Patrick Stewart ever give you any acting advice? And Jackman said, actually, no, he never gave me any acting advice. But he did give me some life advice. It's changed my life and how I live. Stewart told Jackman, as a young actor, he said, every morning, no matter how early the casting call, wake up an hour early, Make yourself a cup of coffee or tea and read a book that you enjoy in bed. And Jackman said it's changed his life because no matter how early this casting call, if it's 5 a.m., he wakes up at 4 a.m. And he has that time to read, to center. And no matter how long the day drags on, no matter what unexpected responsibilities pop up, He's already had that time, that special time to center himself and to enjoy himself and to rest. And I think this is a really good example of what Sabbath looks like. To intentionally carve out a time in our week and our day to remember what is holy and true and good. Where we look outside our own ego into the love of God. But you know, in order to do that, it does cost something. For Jackman, it cost him an hour of sleep every morning. It may cost us an hour of TV time. It may cost us of maybe not fixing that light switch just today and pushing it until tomorrow. The cost may be giving up efficiency. But with that cost comes a great gift a gift of Sabbath and the commandment there's an order that it's not just all Israelites that rest but it's slaves and resident aliens and even livestock take a rest. God is essentially telling the people that to spend time with God to spend time with me will hurt your profit which is probably the most terrifying words we can speak in America. It will cost you something, but what you will receive, what will you, you will receive in life, will be so much greater, will make you so much more joyful, will make you so much better to love God, to love others and to love yourself. It's kind of like, it's kind of like exercising or going on a walk, right? Those minutes leading up, you've set apart time to go exercise, and those minutes leading up, and you think, I would literally rather do anything else in the world than go exercise. But then after you do it, you feel good. It feels great. And then the next day comes, and you've completely forgotten how good it felt to exercise, and you don't want to do it. I think sometimes that's how Sabbath is, that we just don't want to carve out that time. But when we do, when we come to God and we experience Sabbath, that we're filled with life. Because the reality is the Sabbath isn't a chore or a requirement. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. So let us go out and make a commitment to make time for Sabbath to choose to accept that precious gift given to us by God to where we realign ourselves with God and we remember our baptisms and the grace and love that God has given us before we could even speak, before we were even born. Let us choose Sabbath as a light in a busy, dark world that is desperately looking for rest and comfort for it's only in the Lord that we find true rest, that we find our energy renewed, that we find hope. Hope in God's faithfulness. Because God is faithful to us just as God was faithful to the Israelites and their liberation from Egypt. God is faithful to us just as God is faithful in giving us the person of Jesus Christ so we could know who God is experience liberation from pain and sin. And God is faithful in giving us the Holy Spirit so we might be renewed and remember God's love, and we might find rest and wholeness in the Lord's Sabbath. Alleluia. Amen.